0: Good morning everybody and welcome welcome to worship here at Essex Church where this community of Kensington Unitarians meets each week. This community is open to all and it's made up it's created by those who gather here and we've all gathered here this morning we've arrived in our different ways with our different beliefs and experiences each following our own unique life path each with our own unique stories to tell, and yet we have our shared humanity in common, and perhaps a shared interest in something deeper in life and in our world, something beyond the material world of getting and possessing. So let's be open, open and receptive, here and now, to life and its mysteries. Prepared, perhaps, to step over the thresholds of our own making. Softening, perhaps, anything that we hold rigidly within us. Strengthening that which is weakened. Balancing ourselves. And through so doing, balancing our world once again. Welcome. Welcome one and all. And we light this chalice each week. It's a symbol of our worldwide Unitarian and Unitarian Universalist communities. And as we light it, we think of this liberal faith, of the thousands of communities around the world who will be lighting similarly a chalice like this. And today, in in recognition of the service theme, which is the gift of knowledge, I'm lighting that simple flame for educators the world over. Um, there's a story here of seven years shuffling manure a certain member of our choir instantly put another word in there to, to bring it down to earth <laughs> a synonym indeed and th- this story comes from uh, Lama Surya Das I think it's an ancient story um, but it, it's this is the version that I found And in this story, he reflects on some of the problems we face when trying to find meaning and wisdom. And the story tells of a young spiritual student who became impatient with the teachings he was receiving from the master in his own village. He wanted to know everything, and he wanted that information immediately. So he went to his village master, and he demanded to be told the final truth about God. The teacher responded by saying that the truth that he was seeking was simply that he, the student, was God. God, truth, and meaning are to be found within. Now this, the young man became outraged and indignant. He felt that the master's answer was preposterous. But the master was unwavering in what he had to say. and So that student left the village in high dudgeon in search of a different teaching. He sought out gurus and masters far and wide, but no matter how renowned or wise those teachers were said to be, all of them in the end gave the student the same answer about life, that he was God. This was not what he wanted to hear. In fact, he saw this answer as an indication of the teacher's incompetence. So finally, he came upon a new teacher to whom he vehemently complained about his previous gurus and related his concerns. And this wise teacher was so very understanding and reassuring. And he told the student that the truth about God would be revealed to him, but not instantly. He said it would take some years under the teacher's guidance for the student's realization to come forth. And because this student was too poor to remain with the teacher for instruction, he arranged a sort of work-study exchange, and the only job available was shoveling manure all day in the field. The student gladly accepted this job, persisted steadily for seven long years in this endeavouring of shoveling, what was it? (laughs) Shoveling manure, that's it. (laughs) Finally, at the end of the seventh year, the student came to the teacher and demanded some satisfaction. All right, the teacher said, you've toiled long and hard. You deserve to hear the truth. Know then that the truth you seek is just this. You are God. The student was enraged and said, well, how could this be? How could it be that you're just the same as all the other fools who told me this? And if this is the case, why have I toiled in your fields for these many years? Well, came the reply, my diligent student, the master said, although you are indeed God, you're simply not very bright.
1: Uh, These are two expressions of the miracle of life, first by the Reverend Dr. Forrest Church from his essay on love and death. For us to be here in the first place, for us to earn the privilege of dying, more than a billion, billion accidents took place. Even the one in a million sperms connection with the equally unique egg is nothing compared to everything else that happened from the beginning of time until now to make it possible for us to be here. What a luxury we enjoy, wondering what will happen after we die, even what will happen before we die having spent billions of years in gestation, present in all that preceded us, fully admitting the pain and difficulty involved in actually being alive, able to feel and suffer, grieve and die, we can only respond in one way, with awe and gratitude. We see the little of the road ahead or the sky above, and the dust we raise clouds our eyes, leaving only brief interludes to contemplate the stars. All we can do every now and again is to stop for a moment and look. And Bill Bryson puts it like this in the introduction to his book, A Short History of Nearly Everything. To be here now, alive in the 21st century, and smart enough to know it, you had to be extremely, make that miraculously fortunate in your personal ancestry. Consider the fact that for 3.8 billion years, a period of time older than the earth's mountains and rivers and oceans, every one of your forebears on both sides has been attractive enough to find a mate, healthy enough to reproduce, and sufficiently blessed by fate and circumstances to do so. Not one of your pertinent ancestors was squashed, devoured, Drowned, starved, stranded, stuck fast, untimely wounded or otherwise deflected from its life's quest of delivering a tiny charge of genetic material to the right partner at the right moment in order to perpetuate the only possible sequence of hereditary combinations that could result eventually, astoundingly, and all too briefly, in you.
0: The gift of knowledge. This address is a celebration of learning in all its forms. But as I talked to people this week about knowledge, I quickly real- realised that knowledge is one of those words that we have opinions about but it can be interpreted in many different ways and it's not all of them that are positive. So just bear with me on this one and and maybe talk after the service about your responses to this word and what I'm going to say about it. There's also a chance um, towards the end of the service to come in with a time when you've really enjoyed learning something. So maybe you want to mull that over. So one of the first people I asked for their views on knowledge this week laughed because he'd just been reading about the infamous series of tests that people who want to be a London taxi driver have to take. In case you're interested in this particular career path, it takes two to four years for them to learn what is known as the knowledge. The ability to find your way on 400 different runs within the six miles of central London. Now that is clearly a useful if limited bit of knowledge to have. Another person I talked to linked knowledge with education and told me how determined she was to work for education of girls the world over. To ensure that girls are properly educated is still the single most effective way of helping a country to develop both socially and economically. And despite rapid improvements over the last decade, the World Bank still reports a a terrible disparity between boys and girls' educational attainment, and particularly their access to secondary level education. There is a very long way to go in order to... to have all the world's children receiving even a quite basic level of education. Now on the front of your order of service sheet, we have the Hindu goddess Sarasvati. And the reason that we had this service um, on this theme today is because um, a festival being held in a few weeks called Vasant Panchami. It's the Hindu festival linked with the goddess Sarasvati. And Hindus believe that Sarasvati is the goddess of knowledge, music and the arts. And that immediately makes her very pleasing to me. There's there's lots to discover about Sarasvati. Um, Do have a look at um, a book with something in the library downstairs on Hindu gods and goddesses. And uh, there's plenty on the internet. But she's the... um, Sarasvati's children are the Vedas, which are the oldest sacred texts of Hinduism. And she's generally shown to have four arms representing the four aspects of the human personality in learning the mind, the intellect, alertness, and ego. Uh, the four arms can also represent the Vedas, and the Vedas represent both. Poetry, prose and music as the specialist arts. She holds a book in her hand to represent the universal, divine, eternal and true knowledge. And somewhere there you may find a, a pot of sacred water, and that represents the power of learning to purify human thought. That's Sarasvati. Now, this sort of symbolism can take us deeper into our consideration of knowledge. For knowledge is clearly more than just information, isn't it? Um, The the poet T.S. Eliot, who knows how to be gloomy at times, and this particular poem, The Rock, is is one of his gloomier ones, but there's a cracking line in there um, in which he bemoans, where is the knowledge we have lost in information? that ability of humans to become so obsessed with information that actually we lose something deeper. I think Dietrich Bonhoeffer puts it more kindly when he writes, to understand reality, it's not the same as to know about outward events. No, it's to perceive the essential nature of things. The best informed man is not necessarily the wisest. Indeed, there is a danger that precisely in the multiplicity of his knowledge he will lose sight of what is essential. But on the other hand, and this is again Dietrich Bonhoeffer, knowledge of an apparently trivial detail often makes it possible to see into the depths of things. And so the wise man will seek to acquire the best possible knowledge about events, but always without becoming dependent upon this knowledge. For to recognize the significant in the factual, that is wisdom. This probably touches on something we perhaps know in ourselves and others, that it's something sometimes less important what we know than than how we know it and what we do with the knowledge that we have. So knowledge can be a mixed blessing. Perhaps it's always been so. Are you intrigued like I am by the story of the Garden of Eden and God creating Adam and Eve as humans in his likeness and then saying they can do anything they want? It's just one thing you mustn't do. Don't eat from that tree over there, the tree of knowledge. Now, come on, what is any self-respecting, independently-minded human being going to do in such a situation? Wouldn't most of you eat the apple? I think so. I think, too, of the, um, the Old Testament story of the Tower of Babel, where God sees that humans are becoming far too clever they're speaking one language, they've learned to make bit bricks, and they're building a tower that reaches up to the heavens. So God knocks down that tower and scatters the people across the earth, speaking different languages so they can no longer communicate with one another. Now there are many interpretations of this small but intriguing story, but one of its messages that has run down through the ages is of humanity being punished because we got too big for our boots. Too godlike, perhaps. But isn't that yearning towards knowledge, towards the mastering of skills, towards an exploration of the unknown, isn't that an essential part of what it is to be human? So I wonder what particular knowledge or gaining of a skill especially pleased you in life. In my list are learning to drive, Finding out about the immensity of the universe, that's an ongoing project really, and the more I learned, the more confused I become. And, and then another example, which I'm never going to forget, this was one evening at Theology College, 10 o'clock at night, sitting on the floor of the library, surrounded by books, and having the thought of how very delightful this occupation was and how very happy it made me and also how that it was was a a niche interest that there probably wouldn't be that many human beings that would be quite as happy as I was at that moment. So I don't know, what about you? Are Are there learnings that have particularly pleased you? Do feel free to shout out. You're nodding, Carol.
1: Mm. even though I just not put my rest some of them have been so amazing that these I'm I'm lucky that I teach people what to learn Mm -hmm. but then there's some of these are highly personal and being able to look at complex ideas and see themselves in it and see other people it's a fantastic job Mm -hmm.
0: yes, thank you I was in touch on Facebook last night with Kelly Hobson who I taught many years ago and she wrote in perfect English, you were the best teacher, Tinks. <laughs> <laughs> I was very touched. <laughs> Any other examples people want to just shout out? And yes. Martin Tapestry Life of course was one of the better ones it? Oh, that was a good course, wasn't it? No, yeah, good. yeah. That's where we first met, I think, was it that course? No, thank you. Yes, Gina. I never
1: got the thrill when I was a child of actually swimming. Oh, yes. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Thank
0: you. Any more? Something to. Uh, Yes. I
1: I remember learning to read. And um, at school, somehow, I found it difficult to make sense of the whole thing. And then I remember one afternoon. My grandfather took me out into the street and he made me read every street sign of every (laughs) nose that was out. We made it together and suddenly all came
0: together and made sense. Mm. Yes, and isn't there often that moment when it clicks and you get it in some way? It's lovely, isn't it? Any any (laughs) anymore? I, isn't that interesting? And that touches on something that I didn't have time to explore in this service today, but which really intrigued me—the way that we can, as human beings, learn skills, and then they're almost lost to us, and we have to rediscover them in some way. Fascinating.
1: I'm very sorry, I didn't give it to the oh, it was making
0: fire without matches. Oh, right. Yes. 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 No, I was just
1: remembering. About six years old, I learned that I was um, blind with a student.
0: I was in a a concert with my parents and my father.
1: I looked down at the stalls and said, look, there's a horse. I said, what? What do you mean there's a horse? He said, look, 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 Uh
0: (laughs) E-E-F-F-G-G. So that actually we, we sometimes need ways to access education, don't we? Be it a pair of glasses so that we can read or somebody to help us along the way in some way. Thank you. Thank you for that. Yes, John.
1: I suppose my
0: Oh, so a teacher that recognises some potential in us can make such a difference.
1: Yeah. yeah.
0: Mm. Thank you, thank you, everybody. I'm sure there's a lot, uh, many other examples there as well. So, 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 knowledge is a gift to humanity. But like any gift, it it has its complexities and it has its contradictions. A gift isn't always appreciated, as as anyone who has attempted to teach in a, a British secondary school will tell you, when young people don't want to learn and don't value education that they feel they're being forced to take part in. A friend of mine taught for some years in a secondary school in the Gambia in West Africa, where secondary school places were fought for and were not an automatic right. And she contrasted the difference in attitude between children in British schools and and the children in the Gambia. And it left her wondering, do do we actually need to adopt ever more varied ways of offering an education to all, that one size just cannot fit everyone? And perhaps it's only later in life that we really realise... Um, some of us, just how very fortunate we are to have free access both to education and indeed to information itself. Now any spiritual exploration of knowledge brings us to the importance of knowing ourselves, of of exploring within here to better understand who we are and what makes us who we are. The Sufi teacher, um, uh, Hazrat Inyat Khan, writes that for the mystic, Life is a school in which to learn. Every moment of one's life, it is a continual study. And the scripture of the mystic is human nature. Every morning, we turn a new page of this scripture. But well put, I think. And Inyat Khan goes on to distinguish between head knowledge and heart knowledge and encourages us to connect the two. For we humans are both rational and spiritual beings. And in the blending of our natures, we can truly find who we are. I was interested to read this week that in the Quran, the holy book of Islam, the word ilm, the word ilm which is translated as knowledge, is the second most frequently used book, um, word rather after the word for God, Allah. So ilm is, is there as a very significant feature in Islam and indeed other re- religions. Um, um, on the front of the order of service sheet there's a beautiful piece written by uh, Rabbi Abraham Joshua Heschel and he's writing about the, the absolute wonder of existence and it links in with the readings that we heard from uh, Bill Bryson and Reverend Dr. Forrest Church earlier on that you know, really in the conclusion of my exploring this week um I I recognise that the longer I live, the less I seem to know for sure. And that what I do know is that spiritual teachers that I most respect and the ones who really inspire me are the ones who point out just what a miracle it is to be alive and what a marvel life itself is. And that in that miracle really is the concept that God is within, within us all. Amen. This world is full of reasons to fear and reasons to doubt and reasons to be guarded. All possibility depends on something deeply irrational. Trust the untrustable. Love the unlovable, for only in this way can a different world emerge. For you, for us, for all. Amen. Go well and blessed be.